0: White flagger Blaney
1: goes
0: to black Cross out, that's a Awesome time, man, awesome time It's nice to close out a race like that, that was awesome This is the Team Blaney Podcast Alright, welcome everyone back for another episode of the Team Blaney Podcast My name is Adam Rogers, and as always, alongside me is co-host Steve Mez. If it's your first time listening to this podcast, it's brought to you by fans for fans. Steve and I have been following the Blaney Racing family for two decades, and Team Blaney itself has been providing news, notes, and analysis to fans on social media since 2014. So go ahead and pull those belts tight and hang on as we throw the green flag on our recap of Ryan Blaney's run in the Enjoy Illinois 300 this past weekend at Worldwide Technology Raceway at gateway steve welcome back fresh off a triple header nascar weekend though they were split uh the truck series and cup series were in the greater st louis area at what a lot of people mainly know as gateway but is worldwide technology raceway and then out there in what friend of the podcast nicole would call nascar siberia i believe Uh, they're out there at portland international raceway with the xfinity series so the first time that the xfinity series has been up there the first time a nascar national series has been up in the you know the the great it's not the great white north i think that's canada but all all the way out there the in pacific, the pacific northwest, northwest yeah. um, and it was exciting i mean the the crowds across uh, both tracks uh portland and Gateway were out in full force. And even with the rain, I mean, I guess you you expect when you go out out up that way that it's going to get some rain for the Xfinity Series race, but it didn't seem like it deterred any fans from enjoying that track.
1: It uh, totally helped um, AJ Allmendinger win. I hate to say that, but, you know, the one guy who's dealt with all the conditions and done all the road courses, uh, you know, went back to front, back to front, back to front a couple of times and
0: yeah, I think he said he even crashed before the start of the race, yep. <laughs> and that car yep. looked like it was run at you know, Martinsville or Bristol by the time yeah. uh, things ended. But yeah, uh, lots of weird stuff happened in that the leader, you know, Ty Gibbs was the leader at one point, and he gets taken out by Jesse Awuji, who was trying to uh, get his position back, which I know that yeah. was a whole weird situation on and to itself, so. Um, Lots of interesting things happened out there. Congratulations to AJ Amendinger and uh, congratulations to the fans up there who, you know, they really needed to show some support for this race in hopes of it bringing back. I know the logistics for it aren't exactly great getting all those Xfinity teams out there, but I know they do have a couple of off weekends right after this. So uh, hopefully that will make up for that Um, truck series race. I mean, the racing all weekend I thought was great truck series race was another great race this time at worldwide technology raceway. Uh, Corey Heim goes to victory lane uh, after a late race restart um, passing Christian Eckes. And there was this kind of a scary accident. We haven't really seen a real bad accident in a long time uh, in the NAS- NASCAR national series, but Carson Hosovar just gets drilled, I think by Tyler Hill toward the end of that race. And, uh, people watch some of the social media video and stuff after that, that was kind of hard to watch. So hopefully mm-hmm. Carson has a quick recovery. It seems like he has some ankle problems right now that, yeah. that they're working through. And then the big race worldwide technology raceway on Sunday with the cup series, the first time at this track, what were your immediate thoughts?
1: Um, you know, we're given a warning, two different warnings before the race. One is the, the tires, you know, Goodyear puts out, you know, statements every week and everybody's told, Hey, you know, these teams are pushing the envelope. So we're, we're already warned that there might be tire issues. And then the other thing was basically we heard during Friday's practice, Ryan said, it's going to be tough to pass. He said it during the practice. And, um, the truth is, is it was, you know, it was somewhat tough to pass, Um, but it showed off the skills of the drivers and it ended up being a a one and a half lane raceway. And they were both, both the guys on the inside and the outside were basically battling over that half a lane in the middle. And, um, it, it made for some really great racing, real door to door stuff that, uh, you know, it took two to three, four laps, sometimes running next to somebody before somebody had to give. And, uh, you know, somebody might've got it moved a little further outside their line or somebody bobbled, you know, so it, it, uh, it made for great racing and great drama. Um, yeah.
0: So yeah, I don't take too many notes, definitely not the amount of notes that you do, but the one thing I had in my notebook was races like a short track. And I think it's everything we wanted to see at like Richmond and at especially Martinsville this year that we didn't get to see. So I'm not sure what it was about this track. It's just over a mile long. People were concerned because there was getting a lot of comparisons to Phoenix and the Phoenix race this year probably wasn't the most exciting, uh, but this worked out well. They Like, as you were saying, the drivers really had to work over a guy multiple laps and then either dive bomb or, you know, run them wide or, uh, you know, trade some paint a little bit just to, to try to get by. And that made things a little bit exciting
1: if you remember Martinsville, it was a downshift going into the turn, one downshift, and then an upshift, uh, you know, in the turn. Um, This time was, there were down, there was downshifting it, but it was totally different. It was two downshifts going into one and two and, you know, and then back up and then one downshift going into three and four. And I think just the extra downshift, something was going on there. Some guys were executing it well, some weren't executing it well. And uh, you saw some bobbling, you know based on that and and anything that that varies um a lap time by two three tenths you know makes a big difference so um yeah it, it uh the whole combination of things really kind of made it made it uh interesting uh the whole day
0: so why don't we go ahead and move forward with what we're here to do and that's to give the fans a recap of ryan blaney's run as we said this past weekend in the enjoy illinois 300 at worldwide technology raceway go ahead steve
1: yeah, right. Yeah, I, what we're here to do, you know, because you know, I was told I had a face for podcasts last week.
0: <laughs> it's okay.
1: It's it's gonna be all right. I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You know. Uh, so yeah, Friday they practiced for 50 minutes, which was really kind of cool. They went away from that whole split practice deal, and uh, the first run out there, he did about 16 laps. He was P5 uh, with a on his single lap, uh, about half of a hundredth back, not not a tenth. But a half, half a tenth, you know, 0.05. So that's how tight, you know, things were. Uh, and the 21 was actually leading at that point. Uh, about 20 minutes in, um, they go back out. Uh, you know, the 21, the 22 are, are out there with them. And um, the four uh, has a, a left rear flat. The 16 hits the wall. The 15's on fire. That was fun to watch during practice. Poor Parker Klingerman. Um, and, and I don't know if you watched that crew guy uh try to help the car. Did you
0: see that at all? Yeah, wasn't it, was, it was <laughs> interesting? <laughs> it was, scary. I mean, it's a mixture of entertaining. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he was
1: he was kicking the tailpipe. I don't know what was that was about. Then he went around the front and decided he was gonna try and open the hood. That was rather bright. Um, I hope he didn't hurt himself real bad, but he dropped that hood pretty quick. Um, but 23 minutes in, um uh, they're checking pit road speed. And this was kind of interesting about the track too. Um, pit road is not your normal dive in off a of turn four type of pit road. Uh, they're coming in from like somewhere between it's on the back stretch, coming off the backstretch more or less, is an access road. They have to hit that access road, and it's a whole different turn basically coming to pit road, and you can still hit it at speed until you get to the commitment line. So this was kind of key that they did this like three or four times during practice. They came in and practiced how to come down that, that, that access road, um, so that they maximize their speed going to pit lane, uh, also coming off of pit road, same thing. You weren't coming off pit road and going right up onto the track. You had to use an access road, which, which dropped you off, uh, coming out of turn two. So,
0: and uh, then they once definitely... they finally got through that access road, coming on the pit road, then they did a pretty good job of explaining it on tv one of the narrowest pit Mm -hmm. roads i think they said the narrowest pit road on the cup series schedule which for me concerned me kind of immediately especially with what happened i think it was hamlin and logano's crew last week and the the way they were kind of messing around and hamlin Mm -hmm. hamlin accidentally hit uh i think twice i think he hit a tire carrier and then also hit the right front changer for the the 22 team and um just kind of some scary situations there and then i'm like oh man we're going from that to a pit row that was you know fairly accommodating down to this very narrow one that just barely fits two cars side by side up in the lanes and um yeah said a prayer for some of those pit crew members that they'd make it through this race
1: yeah qualifying ends up being key because you get better pit pit selection you know um 23 minutes in though that there's five Fords at the top of the board the 12 22 21 14 and the two so all the penskis uh, the Wood Brothers are all up at the top there. Uh, 30 minutes in, Ryan's at the top of the board. Um, and that was like eight laps into his run that he, he popped that time. So we know that tire fall off isn't really going to be an issue if they're, you know, later in a run running a good lap. Um, like he said, about uh, 30 laps he had run, and he, he told Josh it's going to be uh, impossible to pass, you know. Now, that's just from what he's seen in during practice. But like I said, things do change a little bit um 48 minutes into the practice uh the 22 goes back out and sets the top speed so they they kind of like did a mock qualifying run right there um with sticker tires uh ryan was you know a 10th back um he would run 45 laps and uh the two car was in it was p3 so you know practice went really well for penske they definitely showed off the
0: speed there yeah been a little while since we've seen the blue oval cars Up front in practice, Uh, it's definitely been a few weeks, so that was good to see. And I mean, again, I I mentioned Phoenix earlier, being similar to this track, it kind of reminded me of you know out there in Phoenix where you know Ryan was super fast uh in practice, I think qualifying and in the race. Did he he sit on the pole at Phoenix too? That was one of them. Yeah. So so like, I'm like, okay, all right, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a decent race here, and uh, maybe it's one of those weeks where the advantage has flipped uh, to this manufacturer and um, for a good chunk of the race. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday morning, uh, qualifying Ryan is in group B. Um,
1: and when he's done with his round there in group B, he's fourth, um, so he goes out for qualifying in a pole there. I think it was fifth there. He ends up fifth. Yeah. So the pole was the 14 and all the Penske's were in the top 10 and the 20 also the 21 car. So once again, you know, all the Ford showing off there being in the top 10, um, and, uh, Uh, what this does with, like I said about pit selection, I don't have where I have this written down at, but his pit, I think was the fourth pit stall on pit road in front of him was the seven and behind him was nothing. There was an empty box there, or however, they've got that um, empty spot on pit road, whatever it is. Uh, So uh, coming into the pit, his pit box, he doesn't have to worry Uh, coming out uh, you just have to go around the seven, but the seven ends up disappearing as, as I'll, I'll note in the race. And, um, also when you're up toward the front of pit road, and if you're up in the top 10 coming down pit road, you don't have to worry about the cars diving out of their pit stalls in your way. Um, you know, just the couple cars you're dealing with basically in that top 10. So all these things, you know, end up being a good, good thing for pit selection. And that's why you want to qualify in that top 10 best you can. Uh, we get to Sunday stages of 45, 140, and 240. Uh, 10 sets of tires, uh, and they're saying a fuel runs about 70, 75 laps. Um, like I said, uh, the 15, the 16, the 99 are going to the rear. Um, he starts in fifth there, and at lap three, uh, he's up to fourth He's, he passed the 20 car. And at lap 11, he passes the eight car, gets to third. And at lap 27, the 14, <laughs> had a flat left rear and uh, the two ends up leading at this point with Ryan in second. And this stage is that's it. That's, that's funny is, is that happens during the stage, excuse me. And there's no caution. Yeah. They, you know, they bring it in. We got no caution in the stage. We go all the way green to the end and Ryan finishes second. Yeah. Excellent state. Excellent stage. Great way to kick
0: the great way to kick the race off. And I mean, immediately, immediately to me i'm looking at the clock and i'm like man we're gonna be done with this thing real fast but the stages were weird like you said you know yeah, the first was stage short, is real short, short. short second yeah. stage is kind of medium long and the third stage is much longer so mm-hmm. um yeah i thought i'm like all right we're gonna have to make some more plans the rest of this night because we're gonna be out of here soon <clears> um <throat> and i know i mean it's only 300 mile race or was it 300 miles or 300 laps but um either way uh things were looking up from the from the beginning not looking up uh, for the 14 car who was fast all weekend led all of those laps all the way up until that tire goes down and yeah um who knows they were they were able to recover a little bit here for yeah. this race but who knows what could happen if they you know stayed up front
1: yeah uh ryan asked for a little more stability and um uh, they just say to tighten it up a number um Jonathan's talking about a slight air pressure adjustment. Uh, they're pinning in second. They come out second. So the chooses uh, the leaders, the two, he takes the bottom. Ryan takes the top. We get the restart lap 52. And, you know, Ryan, like I said, this is that whole thing on restarts where they're side by side. And as long as you can hold the outside line, the, out- the guy on the outside trying to pin the guy on the inside down. The guy on the inside's trying to push the guy on the outside out a little bit. They're basically fighting over the, the lane that they would probably both arc into. Uh, on each turn, and it really kind of it was racy, you know, it was great. Um, but lap fifty six, he finally passes the two car, gets to first place. And um, at lap fifty eight, the eighteen moves up into second. And uh, <clears throat> then at lap sixty four, the eighteen brushes the wall. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and they they said something to him about the eighteen was running higher and getting a little better lap times, but he says, yeah, I could run that way, but he's just saving his stuff yeah. and this is something like, you know, that becomes a, a constant thread. If you're, if you're listening to scanner is that they're basing a lot of things off of long runs and Ryan is extremely good at a long run. And that's why I always, always like to hear about green flag pit cycles and things like that, because I think nobody gets more out of their equipment than Ryan does on these long runs. He, he seems to get the car in a good rhythm run great lap times, save the equipment. And and after 30, 40 laps, be running faster lap times than everybody else, because he's still got tires underneath him. You know, as long as he doesn't have to race hard with anybody,
0: you know. That's what won him the race last season at the old Atlanta configuration. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Kyle Larson was out dominating the entire day. Ryan on that last uh, run there, saved his tires and ended up going and passing the five car and get that, I think it's that first victory of the year last year. So yeah, yeah, it's good when you got a driver that knows how to save their stuff yeah at uh we when get a caution can. yeah when they, can. <laughs> when they can right when,
1: when they yeah when they don't have to race their way through but um we got a caution at lap 66 for the one and the 11 car and this is where the fun begins um for you know the, the wife really wanted to see something happen in the pits after this race and it just didn't happen it but didn't it should happen it, it could have
0: kicks off Um, a series of of unfortunate events for ross Chastain in this race and also just uh entertainment wise um makes things entertaining the rest of the way so mm -hmm. i'm all for um yeah so they're right at the fuel window here jonathan talks um
1: and he says this is going to be a number four so they went and used different codes they were using numbers and 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 colors today or on sunday uh and a number four ends up being a two-tire stop um Four cars stay out on this: the 18, the 22, the one, the nine, and uh, the choose On the 18, takes the top. Ryan takes the top, so uh, he restarts at lap 70, and he gets himself to fourth at lap 73. Passes the one car and gets up to third. Turn the page, and then at uh, lap uh, 75 here. Um, Josh says the 7 went to the garage so there we go. And then I wrote down in parentheses, good for pit road because yep. easy in, easy out. Easy in, easy out now. Don't have to play games with anybody go in and around anybody. At lap 82, the 11 uh tries to return the favor to the 1. And this is where he tries to push him down on the back stretch. They never did hit, but uh wow, it was really just crazy. Uh, and this it is got- it.
0: That's he's made his he's made his statement. And he's got his message across and we can move on, right? uh no not so much (laughs) okay we'll revisit that later
1: (laughs) well i don't even know if i yeah something else happens later on i'm sure uh lap 84 um if it goes to the end here these you know he asks because the 22 the 18 did not pit so if it goes to the end there you got a couple cars that are gonna have to come in and get fuel so you know he's looking at gaining positions you know and then lap 95 we get a flat tire for ryan the left rear um
0: and he was gaining too He was, uh, I think there was going to be a good possibility here. And all the only, the biggest thing I was worried about was damage. And initially I thought he spun and was clean. and didn't make any contact. He did back it into the wall pretty hard, but Mm. I'm not sure what the difference is with the, with these cars, but there was really only cosmetic damage. So he must've hit it in a sweet spot and uh, was able to continue on and uh, live to see another day. Yeah. They, they, um...
1: they pitted, four tires and uh, one first time and then pit it again, just to make sure they fixed any damage. Um, this does put him back to like 31st and the Jonathan looks at the diffuser says it's actually fine. Uh, the tail end of the uh, thing for pinning too soon, which, you know, which is fine because they're still in the lead lap and that's all it that really matters, you know, at that point. Um, so the restart lap 99 and he's up to 27th, pretty much right off the bat, A bunch of cars lay over, get out of the way. At lap 100, we get a caution for the nine, the 23. And I think the one caused this. So this is the one just, I don't know what he was doing.
0: (laughs) I would say, I said, you know, he ran through Denny in that first incident. And I thought this was more just hard racing. It was a three wide situation and somebody had to lose. And the nine ends up losing and and spinning, uh, spinning away. So I don't know. I I, I could see this one. If this was the only incident, the one had all day, (laughs) um, it would have probably gone by without that big of a deal, but, um, yeah, this is number two on the day. So he doesn't really get the benefit of the doubt anymore. You know,
1: I, just an opinion on it. It's, it's really strange for a guy who's won two races to be ra- racing like this right now. Um, I understand you want some stage points. I understand you want to win another race, but at this point you've gambled hard and won races, you know, pushing people all the way at Coda, you know, doing what you had to do, but you've got two now in the bag. I, I don't understand why you're racing like this now, you know, when it comes playoff time, again, you want to get your elbows up and try to win one in each round of the playoffs. It's a whole different story, but right now you're in the playoffs and you're already accumulating points, you know, just, I don't know, just don't quite get it. Um, so we uh, get to the choose cone on this one and Ryan is 25th, for the choose cone and the 34 is leading. Now uh, he stayed out and takes the top and Ryan takes the top also. And I think the nine and the 11 both take a swipe at the one at this point, you know, yeah, this all, was the, all get... this was
0: a tag team matchup here. Yeah. The nine goes up, runs him high. I don't know if he actually gets him up into the wall or not. And here comes the 11 saying, all right, well, uh, I might as well take another swing too, but take a shot at it. as Denny kind of said, even after the post race, I never hit him. I, you know, I was just, you know, I was just trying to kind of trying to annoy him a little bit or get in mm-hmm. his way, but yeah, you know, I never hit him. And it's true. He never did hit
1: him. Nope. Uh, we're going to restart lap 106 here uh, by lap 107 is up to 23rd lap 108, 22nd <clears throat> lap. Uh, yeah. Here we come up through the field here. Lap 110, 21st lap, uh, next lap, not up to 19th. Uh, let's see. Lap 113 is up to 17th by lap 116. He's up to 15th uh, lap 121. He says he's plowing tight. And then at lap 128, we had a caution for the 23 who was punted by the forty seven not quite sure um what what was going on there Um, and we just mentioned
0: denny we mentioned denny and actually denny after this goes up and bumps the 47 uh for Mm -hmm. wrecking his car so this is one of these first situations so you have hamlin and keselowski that are both out there as owner drivers Mm -hmm. Um, this has to be the first in my years of watching nascar the first time i've seen another car retaliate for another car being wrecked <laughs> and i think yeah. it's you know denny's denny and michael jordan are over there paying the bills and denny just kind of showed that he didn't really appreciate it plus i think he didn't really have much else to do back there so
1: well i think at that point uh, bubba and and uh, uh Stenhouse ricky. Were, yeah ricky yeah. were running for uh 28th and 29th or something like that and bubba they kind of annoyed each other but bubba finally made the
0: pass yeah and
1: and so Ricky just decides to punt him for 28th place. You know, that once again, know where you're at and what you're doing.
0: And actually it's something Ricky did multiple times at Charlotte because he gave Ryan the bumper after Ryan passed him, slid up in front of him. He did it to a few people last week. So it might just be uh, in his system right now to keep doing that every time he gets passed hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so they pit this time
1: and they were 15th going in, but, and I have 19th coming out, but the reality is is a bunch of cars stayed out and it kind of changed the lineup. So they Really didn't lose any spots. Um, the 45, 5, 41, 47, 24, 31, 19, 10 stayed out. So he actually comes back out. He's 16th for the choose cone. Uh, the 45 takes uh the top right takes the bottom, which actually puts him in 15th. They restart at lap 134, and within a lap, Ryan's up to 13th. Um, and I hear bottom of four. Which just makes me shiver when Josh says something like that because you really don't want to hear that on a short any kind of shorter smaller track. Um, Lap one thirty seven, he's fourteenth battling the four car by lap at the end of that lap, he passed thirty four. He's up to twelfth actually. At lap one thirty eight, he passes twenty four, gets gets to eleventh. At lap one forty, he does pass the forty seven, gets to tenth, and the forty five car wins stage two and Ryan you know, f- from a flat tire to 10th at the end of the stage. So it tells you how good the car was and definitely how good the driver is. I know? haven't
0: been this excited for Ryan to finish 10th in anything since I think uh, when he passed uh, Austin Dillon to finish 10th at uh, Richmond last year. I think that's, that's one when, when he got his first Richmond top 10. I think that's where that was, but I was pumped. I didn't think it was possible especially with, you know, as much as Ryan said, it was difficult to pass and everybody else and getting sent all the way to the back there, but it was just methodical the whole way through. Uh, Sometimes getting two cars a lap, sometimes getting three cars a lap and then finding his way all the way back up into the 10th position, at least getting one stage point. Uh, That's a big deal. Finish. Yeah. finishes second in the first stage and then 10th in the second stage. And um, now it's like, okay, he's, he's getting back up here. We got a shot, fast car, super fast car. And uh, I was optimistic.
1: Yeah, now they uh, they do stay out here at the stage break because uh, they pitted near the end of the stage. And uh, there's a few cars in front of Ryan, um, but he gets up to like seventh um, with the 19 leading and the 19 at the choose cone. The 19 takes top, Ryan takes the top. We get the restart at lap 147 with the 19 leading. By lap 149, he's up to sixth. Uh, by lap 153, he's past the 99, past the 20. He's up to fourth. At lap 165, he passes the 10 car. He's up to third. And at lap 170, people aren't getting away here. Lap 170, third place, 1.95 back of the leader. And watching the tracker the way I do, um, the lap times are like within a 10th. Um, and Ryan, a lot of times is, it just depends on traffic or not. If he's running around, having to run around anybody, it takes a little longer on the lap, but when they're all kind of like in clean air, uh, behind each other, uh, he's within a 10th and sometimes faster by a 10th. Then it's once again, it's getting to somebody, whether or not you can make the run, get underneath them and then start racing side by side. Once you can do that, um, you can make that pass. So. Uh, we had a caution at, uh, at that point for the eight car at lap 182, and Ryan's in third. And, uh, you know, everyone should pit here. Um, Ryan says, tighten it up, uh, about a half a number. And Jonathan says orange is the call here. So like I said, they used a color here for, I think four, it was a four tire stop. if I'm not mistaken. Um, something happened here on this pit stop and something with the Jack on the left-hand side. And that's all we really know. I'm gonna kind of just at this point refer people to uh, Stacking Pennies, uh, another podcast, because Ryan Flores is on there, and he is the front tire changer now for Ryan. They've made that change a couple of weeks ago, and generally he'll will comment or let you know what happened. Um, all we know is something happened with the jack, and he went in third but ended up uh, 17th.
0: Uh, yeah, regardless of what the issue was, like you said, we know with some something went wrong with the jack, whether it wasn't high enough fell off who knows um the result man is like taking a punch to the gut there because yeah, you saw so. how fast this car was how fast even you know he went from you know 31st all the way back up to, to the top 10 how fast he went from 10th to third in mm-hmm. this run and it's like the the race is falling right back into their lap and then ugh, yeah that's all you can say so yeah so
1: the um uh restart lap one ninety here with the 40 car leading taking the top. Ryan uh, takes the bottom and, and where'd you see this on Twitter? Uh, there was a couple of pictures of this, right?
0: Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned them before. I think it's like auto racing analytics mm-hmm. that's on Twitter. It's somebody that's kind of uh, jumped in to kind of fill the void and some of this analytic stuff uh, that some other reporters have done in the past. And I've retweeted it on the team Blaney account. So you can find it there, but they basically broke down this restart. This restart so restart, Ryan, yeah. you know, restart 17th, 17th. And by the end of this lap, it's 10th tenth. and tenth, yeah. in, I, I mean, all I said was, you know, this is nuts because it was, I mean, watching it live, I thought, you know, maybe he'll get, gain a couple of spots here and then keep moving up, but seven spots and one go, that's, that's pretty insane.
1: Yeah. He was in the bottom in one and two. And I think by the time he got to the back stretch, he ended up on the outside in three and four and just going around everybody. Just like, you know, got a great launch, got behind the right guy, got the clearing coming out of two to, to change lanes. And then, like I said, by the bottom of three, uh, you know, but, but that by the end of the lap, 10th place, seven spots on that restart alone. And there's three pictures on there that he put up. Um, then he's got, if you you open up the picture and and open it up a little bit, because he's got arrows pointing to where Ryan is in the picture. So, so you can kind of see where Ryan was and how he did this. Um, No in-car camera
0: this week, but man, I wish that would have been awesome to replay
1: You know, I don't know what their deal is with all these different things. I know sponsors have to sponsor the in-car camera, but NASCAR, um, come on, just put an in-car camera in everybody's car and we'll buy it. I, I, I guarantee you I'll buy it. I don't know how much a year or subscription would be, but I, I probably would buy it. I probably would. I would rather watch in those situations, you know follow my driver uh, that's the way i'd follow them so come on ask her. next year let's do that you know let's stream all these guys camera, in car camera um lap 191 uh, there he gets to ninth 192 to eighth 193 up to seventh <laughs> back in business is what i'm here, thinking here we go um 195 up to six and you've got a caution at lap 201 for the 47 um, they're not pitting at this point. They've got only 12 laps on the tires. The top 15 cars stay out. Um, uh, choose cone 18 takes the bottom. Ryan takes the bottom. We got a restart at lap 206. Um, the 22 passes the 18 within this restart. Ryan ends up, you know, still in six settles in there. Uh, lap 208, Ryan does pass the 19 and the 43. We got a twofer all the way up to fourth and at lap 215. You know, he's in the third at this point and uh only two seconds uh back uh, i'm sorry 1.22 back at the lead
0: and so you mentioned only... yeah you mentioned before that some of these times you know the leaders weren't getting out very far and it held steady mm-hmm. and uh you know we've, we, the only car between him and the 22 is the 10 car and he's only at two
1: tenths back of the 10 car so um you know we're, we're just like we're so close right here it's just closing in on on you know getting to the front um, staying green would have been great, to tell you the truth. But we do get a caution at lap 221 for the 41 car, and um, we're a P3 and we're staying out. The leader is the 22. He takes the bottom, and Ryan takes the top. Now, um, this is the first one, and on this one, from what I heard on the radio, they didn't confer about who was going to do what. They asked Ryan what he wanted to do, and Ryan just said, "I'm taking the top." So he just felt on the restart on this one that the top was gonna to be the better idea. Um, so we get that restart lap two twenty-six and he cleared the 10 car. Uh the 18 takes the lead, and Ryan is up to third. So you know, he he held position. Uh, but then we get the caution at lap two thirty-six for the four car. Um, that's kind of big hit there for Kevin. Luckily, yeah. Yeah, he uh he got out of it and you know, I guess you know, he's probably a little sore, you know, Monday, but uh he'll be back next week i mean he's he's bracing really well you know even though their equipment is not necessarily the best he he's he's doing a good job picking up this new car so um we're staying out here of course for the green white checker that's coming um the 18 takes the top on this one and the 22 takes the bottom and ryan takes
0: the bottom on this one the
1: 45 is going to take the top
0: this is um, uh, kind of signaled to me you know ryan has gone had to go from 17th all the way to the position that he was at. And that moved signaled to me that he might be playing the teammate card here. So um, one, I didn't one other think thing, he would take him three wide or anything like that. So I was kind of back into reservation. Like, okay, I think we are looking at a top five now.
1: Yeah. One other thing was said on the radio at this point, and that was that uh, he may have used his stuff up. Yeah. And this was what we were referring to earlier about running good, consistent laps, uh, not being in traffic and so forth. Um, to do what he did to make up all that ground in those first couple of laps of that restart, and then to get himself up to the top three, um, passing, you know, doing some real hard passing where you're running side-by-side side somebody, three, or four laps in a row, puts a lot of pressure on the tires, heats them up and, uh, uses them up. And, um, I think at this point he kind of realized that, uh, really the only thing to do at this point was to be somewhere where if something happens, you're out of way out of the way. And I think the bottom is the best place on, on this type of restarting this type of track. Cause if something would have happened between the 22 and the 18 and I had my fingers crossed, you know, I was oh, really, definitely. I mean, I, th- I <laughs> thought at that
0: point it was our only hope really just because yeah. I didn't think he'd be able to get up there and pass them on his own, but pass them
1: on his own, but maybe they would knock into each other and, and they would have washed up the track probably. And then Ryan would have, you know, shot runner right underneath it. Um, didn't happen um you know we actually had a great race for the win between the two cars uh they didn't really bang each other or do anything crazy uh slide job crossover type of thing and uh, the 22 does take the win and Ryan finishes fourth i mean the him and the 45 were door to door coming to the coming to the checkered and uh the fourth got him basically by a nose but uh pretty good race overall really i mean i know we're you know there's a lot of people want to jump on certain negative things but uh truthfully they had speed to start the weekend. They had the speed during the race itself. And, uh, even though they had adversity and everybody has adversity, that's the thing is how do you fight back From Ross Chastain went through all the things he went through during the day and finished eighth. Yep. If that tells you anything about his speed and how to handle the adversity and Ryan had his adversity and, uh, man, the kid can drive. It was so much fun to watch, uh, you know you don't want to have to do it every week, but you know the way he came from the back to the front twice during this race and uh, a flat tire, uh, the pit road problem, and he just drove it right back up there because he knows that's where he's supposed to be and and he knows he has the car to do it and he knows he can do it. That's the that's the fun part, is when he makes all those moves on on that one restart and, and gets ten positions in about a lap. Uh, it's because he knows he has the ability to do it and he's showing it off. So I mean it's really exciting and fun to watch. That's why. I'd pay for the in-car camera you know
0: <laughs> yeah I mean that like you said I mean it, it is disappointing knowing that they probably could have won this race uh, maybe if, if things turned out a different way it's all about execution and we know you know this team won three races last year obviously Jonathan Hassler is new on the box but I mean you know they've been as sort of strategy goes and the calls that he's making and the in the cars that he's bringing to the track I mean, Hassler to me gets an A plus Mm -hmm. so far this year. Um, They've had the the pit crew issues and that kind of stung us again this week. But to me, it seemed more of like a fluke because, you know, they were solid all day long. They've been solid for the last several weeks. They were solid Mm -hmm. at the All Star race that helped him to that, you know, that victory, even though it wasn't a points paying victory. Um, There's going to be a point when everything clicks for this 12 team. And I have to say, people better look out. And, um, you know, the points race right now, You know, it's not that big of a deal for Ryan because he doesn't have that win yet. As soon as he gets that win, though, that points race is tight. He is just 28 points out of the lead. And, you know, it's, I mean, every position is so important. Every stage point is so important. And I know we're about to spin it forward to Sonoma. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what a lot of these teams do this week, uh, knowing how tight the points race is and how, you know, strategies and different things can play out on a road course.
1: Well, you know, the points race is interesting too, because, uh, what if he becomes the regular season points leader without a win that actually bumps, bumps somebody, you know, um, if there were, let's say there were 16 winners and he wasn't one of the 16, but he wins the regular season point title total. He would actually bump one of the one, one of the winners.
0: Because yeah, there's, like, there's actually bonus points too, right. Yep.
1: There's actually a provision for that. So, and he's got four stage wins already. So if he wins a race, he's already got four stage wins and he gets five more for a win. Now, all of a sudden, he's got state nine, nine extra point playoff points to start the start the playoffs each round. So, yeah, let's just get this under our belt. But the great part about it is this. Uh, you know, we used to look at certain tracks and go, well, this track, this, and at that track, that. And we're, we'll look at history on this, on Sonoma even. But the reality is, is every week now, the 12 car has the speed and the driver to win. Ryan can win at any one of these tracks. It does not matter anymore. Uh, he is that good a driver. Uh, he's not a specialist on any one type of track or one type of thing, or he's going to have to luck out or anything like that. He goes to Sonoma. He knows he can win Sonoma. They go to Nashville knows he can win Nashville, wherever they go. He knows he can win.
0: Yeah. Exciting time to be a Blaney fan. Cause I, I know, like I said, they're just on the cusp here of going on a roll and uh, what better week to start it than this week as the NASCAR cup series heads back out West once again, out to Sonoma Raceway this Sunday for the Toyota Save Mart 350. You can catch this race at 4 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 and on the radio with PRN and Sirius XM NASCAR radio. Um, road course racing. We haven't done this since uh, we were at Coda a few uh, weeks ago. And um, the Penske cars this year, I know last year some road courses were a little bit tricky with some brake packages and things that they were doing. But, you know, he had a really strong qualifying run at Coda and a strong car at <laughs> yeah. Coda. So I think that uh, some of that can translate over to this next time. And I'm sure they learned a lot. Yeah. Um, the,
1: the strong qualifying run at Coda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> just, just, was, a little, just a just little strong.
0: Just, uh, just, just tiny bit yeah. strong yeah all right better than everybody else yes
1: um so (laughs) (laughs) what's interesting this week is sonoma they've changed the configuration back to the old configuration um they got rid of that uh, carousel i believe so they got back to the chute um and uh they got rid of a piece of curbing because they're worried about the car you know hitting that curbing um so i think everything is pointing upward towards speed and having speed and being able to get um once you get through turn seven and you're heading back down the hill you know eight nine ten you know those uh, kind of little little s jogs it's just a rhythm section. Um, get, yeah yeah so yeah you get good speed and there's like two or three good passing points back there too so um you know passing a, a, at the start is good there's like so there's now like three or four good passing zones where before it was under that other configuration there's probably like two good passing zones um So yeah, this should be real, real good week, um, because you know, they're going to show off that they still have speed, which they, you know, showing every week now and, uh, being able to pass somebody, if they have to pass them, you know, should be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Now let's take a look back statistically for Ryan Blaney at Sonoma Raceway. He's made five starts there dating back to 2016, um, 12.8 average start, 15.8 average finish, um. Honestly, that's kind of drugged down by his uh, by two races here. His first start there in 2016, he finished 23rd, and then in 2018, he finished 34th. The thing to note about that 2018 race, he ran like 90 of that race without power steering. Yeah, and you talk about Ryan being an amazing driver. You know, Ryan being tough behind the wheel <laughs> is 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 no joke. And um, I know earlier this season, I think it was Suarez broke. Uh, on one of the road courses too and it was just I I just can't imagine trying to wheel a cup car even this new cup car around a road course without power steering it just has to be completely insane so those two finishes kind of drug his statistics down because his other finishes there are ninth third in 2019 and then 10th last time we were there last season and there was a, a a year in there we missed Sonoma during 2020 uh, mm-hmm. just when the sport was coming out of the pandemic shutdown. So uh, yeah. we've skipped a possible start there. So 15.8 average finish for Ryan, uh, but third and 10th his last two times there. And that's what the old car, um, we say it every week, like, oh, what did these statistics matter? Quite honestly, I think the statistics have translated. A lot of guys that have been good at certain tracks are still good at certain tracks. But as you said, this season specifically, he's good everywhere. Uh, so why not kick off uh, this Kick off this weekend with a victory at Sonoma and let's vault back up to the top of the point standings.
1: Yeah, this, uh, this is, uh, you know, the road course is interesting because you have more than one spotter. I mean, Josh tries to take, uh, most of the track. Um, I don't know, there was at least one extra spotter, uh, Dave Nichols, uh, they call him mule. Um, so they he'll be helping out. I don't know if they'll have a third one or not. I'd have to check uh, with Josh, but, uh, they do at least two spotters here. Um, and, uh, I think because they got rid of the carousel, it's actually gonna be a little bit easier for them to spot now. Um, they'll be able to position themselves better. Uh, what's interesting about the, the, especially Sonoma is the way the stages are broke up, but usually it's one of those races that the strategy will race backwards. Um, they'll look to get within a fuel window and then within a fuel window. And I, I usually, I think it was two to three fuel stops. So it kind of depends on if there's a caution or not where the cautions fall. Um, but you'll see guys, you know, especially with this tire, unless they change the tire totally, um, if there's not a lot of tire fall off, you're going to see guys just race to the fuel windows. All we're going to worry about is getting within the fuel window and, and then pitting, getting within the fuel window and then pitting and not worrying about anything else for position. So um, if everybody does the same strategy it'll look one way but the thing is is it never looks like that. You usually get 10 or 15 guys to try one thing, another 10 15 guys to try another thing and the rest of them try something else and you know where the cautions fall near the end of the race and how those all come back together that'll be the key to, key to the whole day.
0: Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. So again, if you want to tune in for this race, this Sunday, June 12th for the Toyota Save Mart 350 at Sonoma Raceway. Cup Series is going road course racing 4 p.m. Eastern time on FS1. You can also catch it on the radio with PRN in Sirius XM NASCAR radio. All right, Steve, it's time to jump into our fantasy racing recap. Uh, so we're jumping back to Gateway here. I know I had a lot of gloating last week and uh, didn't exactly. And I had a, I thought had what I thought was a good lineup here. And it really was a solid lineup. But I think just some other folks really hit it out of the park. I think we're last week, you know, I had gotten all of the featured matchups correct. And I think I split them this time. Um, but the one thing that we will note in a little bit um is that we end up in not just me, but you know, people in our team Blaney discord chat were very quick to point out that you and I are now tied in the overall standings. Yeah. And look as out. I said before, how the mighty have fallen. And here you are in the basement with me, even though we're not too bad. I think we're, we're in not actually,
1: in, we're, not in the base. we're not in the basement. We're in the top uh, 20. Top 25.
0: Some, yeah. Top 25. We're percentile. Okay. Yeah. So you we're know, like front row Motorsports, we're doing okay. We're
1: getting there. We're getting there. We're getting our top 20 once in a while.
0: So let's take a look at who I had in my starting lineup for the worldwide technology raceway, uh, Illinois enjoy Illinois 300 at gateway, um, started Joey Logano. That was a good start for me. He goes on to win the race. Chase Briscoe was the pole sitter didn't work out as well for me uh but i thought it was looking good ross chastain he came back to finish eighth so that was okay kurt bush who edged or uh edged ryan for the the third position at the end of this race and ryan I've, I've mentioned all the time that i keep ryan in the garage first time this year i think i've actually moved him out of the garage had denny hamlin in there uh hamlin had that very early issue with ross chastain and ryan vaulted back up into my lineup and ryan finishes fourth so um my guys here so yeah they um I thought I had a pretty good lineup with this and I thought guaranteed top 10, but that didn't work out. Uh, featured matchups, 10 points each. I picked Hamlin over Larson. That was incorrect. I picked Chastain over Byron. That was correct. I picked Bowman over Bell. That was incorrect. And I picked Redick over Briscoe and that turned out correct. So I split the the featured matchups, had a really solid solid starting lineup, but it still wasn't good enough for me to end up in the top 10 here. So we had some talented... Uh, fantasy pickers this week who did you have
1: you know i um i had denny in the starting lineup and and i did note to note to move him uh bef- well i could so i got him out of there there you go yay um and that saved me probably another well three or four points because <laughs> it's chase chase briscoe that ended up uh in his place which really didn't help me that much um i had kurt bush hey pretty good he had 44 points on the day uh christopher bell uh Ross Chastain and Tyler Reddick so I had some guys that ran ran in the top 10 uh pretty good points days got some stage points off of them uh in the featured matchups I had Larson over Hamlin I had Chastain over Byron I had Bell over Bowman and then I missed the boat Briscoe I had uh, Briscoe over Reddick Reddick and uh should have been but you know that flat tire that flat tire hurt him a lot more than hurt, hurt Ryan um I don't know if he just it hurt his car more or whatnot, but, uh, he, he didn't run as well after
0: that happened. Yeah. Not sure um, if it was just, he, he was much better in clean air, uh, kind of like qualifying and everything, but maybe once he got back into traffic and maybe just didn't, wasn't really sure what to do. Um, kind of an in, more inexperienced driver compared to Ryan. So yeah, definitely hurt them. And that concerned me because I kind of saw them and stayed there, saw them stick back there, but luckily Ryan was able to overcome that. Um, mm-hmm. now I mentioned some, some folks that, Uh, really hit it out of the park this week with their fantasy picks. So why don't we go ahead and look at the top 10 in points earned from this past week at worldwide technology raceway. And uh, no surprise to me again, I don't know what algorithm or, way they choose things but the defending champion of the team blaney nascar fantasy live league ended up with the most points this week at gateway with clyde's chicken pit racing in first with 241 points earned in second a member of the discord chat blenayacle 235 points in third factory of sadness six they've really been picking up steam this season 232 points in fourth blaney kicks beep and two with 225 points in fifth uh, I think it's a, a couple of new names here. Blaney or bust 221 points in six Bud King, 218 points in seventh rogue tough with 217 points in eighth. Cool guy Two K 215 points in ninth. The Dalai Lama Four, two 210 points and rounding out the top 10 moose hunter, moose hunter, 1960, 209 points. So a lot of folks in there are, have been consistently good, all season long i just got to figure out what they're doing because i can really i really only have some flashes of brilliance here um so i was saying i had a pretty decent week 199 points in 23rd position um not too shabby and i'm not sure where i had 180 you, yeah 80, there you 180
1: 185 so 185 so you only... weren't
0: that far behind but you go from no. i'm in 23rd to you in 39th so a ton of people there with 185 186 191 hanging around there and points earned for the week but Let's go to the overall standings and see where things stand. So we now see, again, the defending champion, Clyde's Chicken Pit Racing, has taken over the top spot with 2,873 points. In second, Math Mom 4, 2,864 points. Third, the Dalai Lama 4, 2,833 points. In fourth, Eric D15, 2,811 points. In fifth, Moose Hunter 1960, 2,808 points. Sixth, Frygau 12 2,009 or 2,793 points in seventh Blaney kicks beep 2,791 points in eighth Bulldog 0277 2,786 points just one behind in the ninth position two bushes no Johnson 2,785 points rounding out the top 10 is blaniacal, 2,773 points and as it was pointed out to us and I don't uh, appreciate the fact that they've put you on top uh, even though we're tied, I'm sure there's some sort of weird tiebreaker involved there, Alph- but alphabetical alphabetical. Okay. I guess, uh, mez 12 and team Blaney host, Adam 25th position tied 2,622 points. And as I said, uh, in the discord chat, I got you right where I want you. Yeah, you do uh, actually. And let's th- see how this goes,
1: knowing that you have a bunch of Ryan, uh, usage up still that you, you, you have coming. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. you you're in a good spot right now. Congratulations
0: so, for now. So we're going road course racing this week at Sonoma. I think I'm going to keep Ryan in the garage or in my lineup. Um, anybody special, you got the Chastains that have been good recently. You've got Suarez who, you know, won the first stage at Coda and had some issues that sent him to the back and he got some damage. And like, I think I was mentioning the power steering issue at the end of that race, he was good. True X is due for a win. He's been good on road courses at points. Hamlin's won on a road course before. I think even at Sonoma. So is there is there anybody Chase Elliott? I, I don't know why I haven't even mentioned Chase Elliott, Chase who Elliott. only won on road courses last year. Yeah, uh, Austin Cindric. Austin, oh, that's right, teammate Austin.
1: And then AJ, oh my dinger, yeah, or Alma Almadinger, uh, AJ. Uh, you know, only runs a handful of uh, Cup races, but uh, this is one of those places where, once again, the experience shows. And uh, the thing is, is the ring bringing in ringers anymore to run, um, road courses really doesn't affect the, the cup guys that much anymore. Uh, used to you know, 25, 30 years ago, you'd see a road road ringer come in and, you know, teach them a thing or two and show yep. them how, you know, now, uh, these guys all do enough simulator work. They all know how to run these tracks. They all know what they need out of the car, uh, how to get the adjustments they need. And, uh, uh, but, a guy with that kind of experience he's sometimes it's just the experience he has it makes him tough to beat he knows how to bury that car into the corner sometimes and, and beat you under braking uh, whereas certain guys are looking for passing zones every every zone is a passing zone for a guy like him so
0: yeah and his with his win this past weekend at Portland he became the all-time winningest driver on the NASCAR national series level when it comes to road courses I forget 10 or 11 wins or something in his career and he could have had that victory at coda you know he's battling with uh, his former colleague teammate ross chastain who got the better of that um the other person to look out for that's probably one of the most improved on road courses was the other guy involved in that battle which was alex bowman so wouldn't be surprised to see any of them uh kyle larson strong there pretty much any of the any of the hendrick drivers too it's i don't know like you were saying just everybody seems like they're pretty much good now
1: yeah i you know um just to go back to something from last weekend and coming into this weekend too, because, uh, the trucks were going to race Friday night, uh, or Saturday night, I'm sorry. And it's Saturday night, uh, our time, Eastern time, like eight o'clock or something like that, which is still daylight out there, four yeah. o'clock. Um, but, uh, Zane, Zane Smith drove in the cup series in the oh, 17 right. car last weekend. And I haven't heard anything yet. We always record this on Tuesday night. It comes out Wednesday, anything can change, but it was, uh, protocols for, for COVID that kept pusher out so who knows maybe maybe again this weekend we could see zane smith in that in that 17 but definitely uh you're going to want to watch the truck race on saturday night also because saturday night first off you know really cool eight o'clock um but um we follow zane because uh, josh williams is his spotter in the truck series and the trucks should be really good on this on the road course here i don't know i don't know the last time i saw the trucks run there have they run there in the last couple of years. They have not
0: been to Sonoma in a long time, but speaking of Zane, he, he, he won at Coda, right. Wasn't he the beneficiary of the, yeah. I think that late yeah. race mayhem that happened there and he scooted through and got Josh yep. Williams another victory. <laughs> yes, he did.
1: So, you know, he's a guy that can win on the road course too. So you know, in the truck series, at least. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of good things to look out for on, uh, uh, Friday and Saturday night. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Saturday night and Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Uh, what is the qualifying for this weekend and, and practice do you have that uh, handy there
0: i do the only thing that always messes me up with uh my source here is sometime i feel like it's it's in local time oh okay. uh, but practice is going to happen uh saturday afternoon it says here on j ski 1 30 p.m to two thirty p.m not sure if that's local time or, or, or our time here. Uh, uh, And then, yeah, that's local. That's That's what I figured. So it'll be a little bit later on Saturday evening. So leading into the truck race is probably where this is going to happen. And then following that, you're going to have qualifying, um, A and B. I'm not sure which, which, uh, group Ryan is in just yet. Yeah. They
1: haven't announced that yet, but but
0: I'm hoping again, like we do every week, he at least makes it into that top 10 goes into that second round and just get a guaranteed top 10 spot and then see where we can where can go from there. I know Coda is pretty chaotic with that first turn Sonoma that has its, has its points, but I don't think we're going to see as much chaos as we, as we usually do. Well, and, going uh, up can...
1: going up the Hill and, and, you know, coming up turn one on the restarts going up the Hill and then going toward the right hand or turn two, you do see a little bit of chaos because um, they're too wide going up the Hill. But after you get to that, like that bridge and you go up underneath that bridge and you make that right-hand turn, um, you got to kind of get it down to, to one yeah. lane going into that turn. So you you will see some chaos going up the hill on restarts. Uh, and then there's always turn 11, um, just going back to the, the track itself. Uh, because we had, who I don't know who was last year or the year before, somebody got punted went right through turn 11 when mm-hmm. you know i'm sure i was chastain i think shortcutted i think it was yeah <laughs> and, and, and then nobody called him no on call it. yeah yeah no so, call. so so you know there's there's all kind of goofy little things that can happen the pit road is really kind of weird because the pit road is on the left hand side going into turn 11 where they come up underneath and around turn 11 to the pit road and the pit road has a bend in it depending on where you're pitting um so yeah, like I said, there's all kind of interesting things uh, to watch uh, this weekend, and uh, yeah, so I think it's 4:30 for practice on Saturday and five uh, five thirty for qualifying Eastern time, and then uh, the race is uh, Sunday at uh, four Eastern, which is pretty cool. A little, you know, not not too late in the afternoon, but I mean, they're on the West Coast time, so that's one one o'clock in wine country there.
0: And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one other thing before we call it quits for the day, just wanted to mention this came out just after we released the podcast last week. A familiar sponsor is going to be on both Ryan Blaney and Dave Blaney's cars in the SRX race that's coming up in July at Sharon Speedway. And it's going to be Body Armor. Body Armor. So a longtime uh, sponsor of Ryan um it's going to be on the car for both him and his dad for this dirt race at sharon speedway that i know a ton of blaney fans are are looking forward to and a ton of blaney fans are making the trip uh to ohio for the first time to sharon speedway for this race and i know steve's going to be there um we've been talking all along he wants to get some sort of a tweet up going on or just at least some mm-hmm. kind of meet and greet yeah. um he's probably going to I won't guarantee t-shirts, but I, I can say, Steve, probably going to have some have t-shirts a under his arms and pass one or two. Pass out. Maybe.
1: Sure. <laughs> I have a couple. I, I always try to have a couple. I, I passed a couple out in Charlotte, so I got to make up more, but uh, yeah, we'll make a couple more between now and then uh, the commercial for the, for the uh, well, little, little commercial, the announcement that they had, if you haven't had a chance to go back and find it, please do. I know that you tweeted a link yeah. at one point. So back, back through the team Blaney Twitter um, it's hilarious. That's all I can say is that Ryan's talking and then all of a sudden his dad pops into the, into the frame and doesn't say a word nope, and just doesn't say anything, and, but it's great. And then, then steals the whole thing <laughs> just, <laughs> just by the look on his face. Um, but yeah, it's great to have body armor on the cards. You can see, I pointed to a couple different body armor hoods. Um, they, they've got, uh, they're a great sponsor. They really are. It's a really incredible company. Uh, if you've ever had any of it uh, you know, it's awesome stuff. And the body armor edge is the, is the caffeine drink. So it's, you know, it's been a great sponsor to have. And it's great to see on the car. The SRX cars are really cool to begin with the way they look and their design. So it's going to be great that night sharing speedway to see two of them out there on the track.
0: Yeah. And I'm not sure what they're at ticket wise. I can imagine that they might be pretty close to sold out on at least for their, uh, the reserve seats but i know Mm -hmm. there's some standing room only stuff that you can get to so if you've never been uh to the blaney family's home track the track that you know they've owned since i think around 2002 along with another group of local investors up there in the northeast ohio western pennsylvania region um you know this is their track this is Mm going to be a showcase for sharon speedway it's going to be on national television with cbs you're going to have ryan and dave chase elliott tony stewart I think Ryan Newman, you know, all these guys and more, you know, champions from, you know, open wheel racing, NASCAR and beyond are all going to be there. And I'm so very excited for this race coming up. And as you just said, thank you to Body Armor for stepping up and sponsoring both Blaney's for this race. And uh, let's see, see if they uh, have to duel it out there for a victory and um, we'll cheer them on regardless uh, of what happens. So I want to thank you once again, everyone, for tuning into this episode of the Team Blaney podcast. If if you would like to learn a little bit more about myself or co-host Steve, just check out our debut episode from our very first season that dives deep into our Blaney fandom. You can interact with us on Twitter and Facebook at Team Blaney and on Instagram at team.blaney. And finally, we want to encourage you to support the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation, this organization championed by Ryan and his family supports causes like the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports medicine through their fund a the fellow program you can find out more about the foundation online at ryan blaney family Foundation.org or on all of their active social media channels and steve some news came out this week um in the after i don't want to say aftermath or wake but um after the uh ryan blaney family foundation driving for good event that they had at charlotte that we were lucky enough to attend um but some good news on the fundraising front and i think yeah,
1: they uh, the there was a 200 200- they raised, yeah. I think um, it's said more
0: than $200,000 that which, they raised,
1: which is awesome. Um, you know, we're just so glad we were able to be there, help out w- with whatever we could. Um, and you know, we always try to help whenever they, you know, whenever they want anything or need anything that we can do, and we can help with. Uh, you know, we're more than glad to do that. Um, but it was great to see it be such a great success. Hopefully, it's something that becomes an annual type thing. That'd be really kind of cool to, to see those people get together every year and uh and and do that kind of thing uh i know it's it's a little bit uh it's not quite like a golf outing you know mm-hmm. so that's what kind of made it cool because you know you could be a serious person there but you didn't have to be a serious golfer to be there you know and uh so yeah i was congratulations to them i mean kudos for doing such a great great job great event and hopefully it was everything they were hoping to get for from it you know
0: yeah, definitely. Big kudos to them. We just mentioned Body Armor. They were a sponsor of the event, along with several other of Ryan's sponsors who, as I said, that's kind of the amazing part is that all of these partners and people step up uh, mm-hmm. to support Ryan and his causes. And in this specific event, uh, supporting UPMC Sports Medicine through their Fund a Fellow program, that's uh, been one of the main missions of the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation. So for my co-host, um, one, oh, one, one
1: thing here uh, the, with the podcast, um, you know, we uh, put this out on YouTube last week. And yes. So hello. How are you? (laughs) Some of you can see us. Uh, I I would love for you to interact with us. Let us know what you thought. Um, We'll do anything we can to try and improve it a little bit. Um, You know, we're just two guys and and we try to do some visual things. I know if you're paying attention, you saw me doing a little Check it out. Look at my background. Look at this or that. Um, But the big thing is, is subscribe to it. Then if you like the YouTube version, um, go to team Blaney on YouTube and subscribe to it. That way you'll get a notification when you get it. Uh, The more subscribers we have there, the better, you know, better it'll be for us to know we're interacting with more people um, and we'll keep doing it this way. Um, You'll still be able to get the podcast, all the other places that you get a podcast or download a podcast. We've already been set up that way for a year and a half now. And, uh, you know, those who like to just listen to the car or whatever can do that. But, uh, we got good response last week from just putting it out there and, and Adam only posted a couple different places on team Blaney's, uh, you know, uh, Facebook and YouTube once, uh, Facebook and Twitter, um, once or twice during the week. And we got a ton of people watching and that uh, was really encouraging. Um, it, it's kind of a cool thing to do. So, um, if you are the, one of the people that watched last week and you're going to watch it again this week, uh, hit the subscribe button. Let us know that you're, you're watching and you're going to watch every week. So that we, we know you're there. Um, and, uh, you know, also interact with us at all the, all the different social media points, you know, um, team Blaney itself, uh, on Twitter, You know, Adam and myself are on Twitter and on Facebook, um, drop us a message, drop us a line, let us know that you like it, um, and 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 uh, some of the things we can do to help uh, help it even be a better experience in the future. You know, we're all for it.
0: Yeah, we're just trying to reach as many possible Ryan Blaney fans as we can. So share it with your friends, share it with fellow fans, share it with your family uh share it with anybody we'll take it (laughs) but hopefully you're enjoying some of the new stuff we're doing um this the doing the video in the first place is just because we got some actual some requests from people that kind of surprised me that that wanted to see us on youtube and yeah we'll
1: we'll work on getting some guests uh, in the future like we've had in the past and then we'll actually be able to see them which will be even better you know
0: so so we'll see where that goes moving forward but thank you everybody so far for the support so for my co-host, Steve Mez, I'm Adam Rogers. We'll catch you next time right here on the Team Blaney Podcast. Good night,
1: Brussels. Good night, Dublin. Thanks, everybody, for coming. I hope you enjoyed it.